When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Come on. Welcome to Dave and Mahoney. She, I mean, she wasn't hooking up at the 7-Eleven. I, I believe it was in his car. If She's you want a 7-Eleven hot dog, chili slams. <laughs> buy you a pack of Newports. You got protection in there. You, you get bet. some horny goat pills, the yeah. gas station boner pills. You got it all. They don't Tobacco. Have booze. Plan B. Plan. Do they sell? <laughs> I don't <think> so. <laughs> they <laughs> should. But it's the bootleg stuff, so it's like Plan C. Dave and Mahoney. She, I mean, I don't know if we are just pricks, Dave. First off, yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> Dave and Mahoney. One of my friends is going through COVID right now. Dude, Please tell me he can still taste the cheese. He cannot. Oh, and God. Says, what's worse, losing <laughs> the ability to taste cheese or your penis? What do you mean? Losing the ability to taste your penis? No. <laughs> the fact that you have to go, well, you know, I mean, I'm honestly kind of enjoying cheese more regularly. <laughs> All right. And now, this is Dave and Mahoney. Hello, friends, and thank you for joining us on this Friday morning. Got some good news and some bad news to kick things off today. What would you like first there, Audrey? Dave, let's start off today's show with some bad news. What do you mean you forgot a bag with $30,000 in cash inside of the bag? Where would you forget it? I just don't understand how people do this. I mean, imagine a world where you're carrying around $30,000 in cash for whatever reason. You're just going to forget the bag? I mean, do you forget the bag to begin with if you're carrying next to nothing in it? Probably not. But, man, you would think that $30,000 would be enough to have your attention regardless of how much money that you've Drugs. got. Drugs. I guess, man. So two workers from the New York Metropolitan Transportation Authority are being praised for reuniting a traveler with a bag containing 30 large in it. The assistant conductor found the bag on the Long Island Railroad train and reported it a detective from the cop's took the bag and they was they said we're going to go find the owner they actually did go find the owner if i was the cop or the conductor i'd be like i found an empty bag uh, but they, also i'd be like what you need all this money for they used information from a planner in the bag uh they they contacted a mechanic who helped identify the person the bag and its valuable contents were successfully returned to the owner a similar case occurred last year when workers found and returned a bag containing $12,000. I would think, and I mean, credit to these people for being honest, I would think that if I lost a bag with $30,000 on a train in Long Island, like there is such a low chance that that bag is getting returned with all the cash Absolutely. in it. And here we go, back to back, two cases in uh, in the news in the past couple of months that that's exactly what's happened. Wow. Yeah, pretty unbelievable. Uh, some good news today as well. I mean, even though that is kind of good news for the person that lost it. Um, this is why we all need pet raccoons. I mean, you know that for a long time, Audrey, You're obsessed. I have been obsessed with the idea. Kind of falling off of the raccoon game, though. I haven't gotten a raccoon meme from you in a while. Well, I feel I feel like I kind of overdid it there. Like, I was getting a little too oh, obsessed with the you raccoons. you were feeling, like, a little self-conscious? Yeah, yeah. You are feeling annoying? I'd gone a little coon crazy, you know? And so <laughs> that's facts. Just needed to slow it down a little bit. Yep, but a, you uh, were. A Florida woman uh, recorded a trio of masked raccoons. I mean, it's funny that they call them masked raccoons. They're all masked. Stealing her DoorDash taco order from her front door. 
Uh, I mean, I think it's fair game. Like, if you're, if I'm a raccoon, and I think about this a lot, if I'm a raccoon and I'm just moseying around and I smell something delicious and I see that you have DoorDash some tacos and you have left them sitting out there, I mean, it's it's first man to the jump. Finders keepers. Yeah, man. Like, you, you can't be leaving your DoorDash tacos out there. Do you, you get refunded by DoorDash? I don't know. It's a good question. Because whose fault is that, technically? I mean, it's her fault for not getting there first. Like, you can't have delicious tacos sitting out on your front doorstep and think that some animal is not going to come along and take it. Uh-huh. It just happens to be really cute yeah. if they're delightful raccoons. So she had like a ring doorbell camera and it caught the entire thing. Uh, she had an order from Talking Tacos and she said that uh, it was a later night meal and they were sitting out there long enough where the raccoons had a chance to go up, grab the uh, the tacos, off they went. Uh, only left the tortillas after devouring the uh, the rest of the entire meal. I guess raccoons don't like tortillas, which is something new that I've learned today. I didn't know that either. Yeah. I mean, if you have the choice of tortilla over the meat that's inside, I think I would choose the meat that it's inside too. Yeah. I'm Except for I do absolutely go feral in the uh, in the kitchen and I will just like eat a tortilla. Like I'll slap it on my face and then eat it from like my mouth in. You will? You haven't done that? No, Oh, you it's pervert. like an activity. What? Yeah, so you an just like, put the tortilla on your face and then you eat it slowly. Home, 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 home. You blind yourself with a tortilla? Yes. You cover uh, your whole face and then yes. you slowly. Sometimes I've even made a it. face out of a tortilla. Huh. Eyes and then the little oh. mouth. You know, Audrey, I love learning something new about you every single day. There you go. Now you, you know. You are just weird. It's the Dave and Mahoney Show. So it is becoming more and more common where AI boyfriends and girlfriends are a real thing. And I've had a couple of friends that have sent me, have you seen that AI girl on Instagram that's become really popular? No. Yeah, she's like some quote unquote model and she's, you know, like super attractive or whatever, but she's fake, does not exist, not a real person. I know it's gross, but it's also like there's people that are like, I don't care if she's real or not. Like, I'm looking at the thing that I want to look at, which is, you know, an attractive girl. Okay, but that's what's wrong. I know. It's that's weird. Like so absolute. Sorry if you're one of those. I'm saying like, like it is. You are a, that is weird. You are weird. Yeah. If you have the, it's like actually in our brains to want to reproduce how are you simply okay with an AI robot being your partner? Well, so it's gotten more than that, right? Where it's not just, oh, you're looking at this pretty girl on Instagram and you don't care if she's real or not. Artificial intelligence companion apps are gaining popularity. So they're chatbots and they use, you know, vast amounts of training data to mimic human language and provide features like voice calls and emotional exchanges. Uh-uh. Users can form emotional attachments Weird. and use these companions to cope with loneliness or receive comfort and support. And I'm just curious. Bring what back bullying, man. Yeah. <laughs> I got, I swear to God, bring back bullying. Like, what do you mean? Like, I mean, I get, so loneliness is an absolute epidemic. Yes. It's like, it is really, really unfortunately sad that we have so many people who feel so lonely to resorting to this. But I actually think that we I always chalk something up to the pandemic, right? I think that the pandemic really created so many insecurities and social anxieties within people that might not have existed before to this degree. And then now we're creating this crutch to where people are able to stay inside even more and not have to worry about talking to others. So it's a slippery slope. And I think that you nailed it right in the head there when you said not actually talking to others. You know, researchers and experts are cautioning about the, you know, potential displacement of real human relationships and the development of unrealistic expectations. And I feel like that's that's been fueled by this whole culture of 
you know, whether you want to call it the hookup culture or just like the Tinder culture or whatever you want to call it, right? Where people seem so disposable to you. You're just swiping through everyone. And if somebody does I'm also something- also anti that, by the way. I am too. And, and so if you, you know, somebody does something along the way that doesn't absolutely delight you, you don't need to modify your behavior, right? You'll just on to the next one. Well, on to the next one. That's a hundred percent it, Dave. Everyone thinks that it's someone else's problem. They're not the problem. Right. Like you're going to be able to find an AI bot that absolutely 100% pleases you because it's a robot. Because it's not real. And it's not going to tell you that you need to fix something within yourself. That's a relationship. Yeah. Like everything is give and take. You have to compromise. Not everything's going to be perfect. Like you're going to find someone who probably doesn't delight you 100%, but you're not going to delight them 100%. Right. Like yeah. it's just fictional. That's that's absolute make-believe. And you have to be the solution. And this is the exact opposite, opposite of that. 100%. Where you're like, hey, th- none of these people are delighting me 100% of the time, so none of them are even worth any of my time, and so I'm just going to program something that is going to do it whatever I want, but like you said, it's not real. It's not real. And it doesn't actually care about you, and it doesn't take care of you, and it's not there for you in, actually in a time of need. It's, it's just transactional, so, you know, when all these experts are coming out and saying, hey, this is dangerous, would I agree? Absolutely. It's going to really fuel narcissism, I believe. I think we're already there. Yeah. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Dave and Mahoney. I don't know what this is all about. You just told me to call your dummy. There's nothing you can say they haven't heard before. Leave us a message by calling 833-YO-DUMMY. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, you better keep Audrey. She's the best thing you got going on the show. Message deleted. Uh, well, thank you for saying that. Uh, that hurts a little bit, thank I guess. You. But, thank you. You uh, like me. But you no, really like uh, me. Yeah, I appreciate you calling and letting us know because I was thinking we need to fire Audrey as quickly as possible, maybe even today right after the show. Fridays tend to be good firing days. Uh, but now, since you've called and said hey. that, I guess we won't. Fire me because you know what? I got a contract. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get paid for five years. Just to sit at home. Dude. Would you really want that? No, man. Terrible. Are you kidding me? Like My Mahoney always talks about me. how his dream is to Absolutely is not. to get paid and not work. And you know, we 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 see some of that in the in the industry, right? In our our business where people get fired and they have a contract and they they pay the contract out or whatever. Or in television, you know, or, or movies where they have development deals where yeah. you basically just come up with ideas and then they never even get developed beyond the idea, but you're just basically sitting around trying to think of things. That sounds terrible to me. I, I hate being stagnant. Useless. You know, it's really funny because every, you know, and I joke, this is me clearly joking. I actually am a workhorse. Like I, anything that you hear about me, like not wanting to work is, is a joke. Like I really do enjoy working. I used to work like almost a hundred hours a week in yeah. college. Like you tell me to do something, I'm going to do it. But I love a sit. And, like, after a while, though, the sits, like, really do get boring. Like, yeah. very boring. I, so I think yeah. I could handle a sit for maybe, like, a two-week, a two-week sitter. I, but after that, I think I'm I out. think, like, maybe a week. Maybe. But, a, like, a sit, like, in a tropical place for two weeks? Maybe. Even that. Like, I've told you before, I don't really like going on vacation. You don't? Not really. I oh, mean, no. Part of that is because I, I, I have little kids and so when I go on quote vacation with the little kids it's just not vacation. And without them you start missing them and yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah no. I I don't think I could do five years of, of nothing. That would be how pretty. How you say that? I am so toxic. Like I, I just like want time to myself to like be an adult and 
be away from the kids, but then the whole time that I'm away from them, I'm just missing that's them. That's parenthood. I just That's toxic. <laughs> and then that's also grandparenthood. <laughs> it never, once you start, it never ends. It never ends. Oh, no. <laughs> Unless you're done? some, like, crappy dad in the war who <laughs> <It> was, like, <laughs> literally only trying to get away from your kids. They chose They chose to get drafted so I that they could get away from their kids. over you. Wow. <laughs> Please leave a message after the tone. Do you have a favorite writing pen? Message deleted. Not specifically a favorite writing pen, but I definitely have a favorite brand of pen. If you look right over here, Audrey. Does that make you on the spectrum? Like, I mean, like, if you have a favorite oh, writing sure. pen, Definitely. like, and you only collect yeah. certain Look, pens. See, like... see all these pens that I bought for the studio? These are <laughs> studio do. pens. These are the Uniball Deluxe Fine pens. Oh, and Dave. I only have these in the studio as well as my office at home. A little and, neurospicy. Uh, yeah, I am autistic. <laughs> <laughs> I have all of these pens. You know what? Look though... at all of my pens. I bought them for the studio. Everyone can share my pens. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, do, I do not have a favorite pen like at all but i have a certain type of thickness i like Ma'am. my my font to look uh-huh. if it's thin it freaks me out it's too pencil like so yeah. i like thick i like it i like it to seem like bold assertive written you girthy. know what i mean yeah. girthy yeah yeah girth pen <laughs> you're not the first girl to say that please leave a message after the tone okay here's here's a way to have fun during the uh this election year at night, go switch all of your neighbor's signs and just sit back and enjoy the drama. <laughs> Message deleted. Do people still put out signs like yes, that? Yes, man. Do? Like too much. Like Even what are the you youngs? doing? Do the youngs do it? I don't think so. I feel like you have to be of a certain generation in order to be like. like Gen Z is now putting out signs. No, well, first of all, no. we don't own homes. <laughs> you can't afford a house. What I are said, you talking about? I said we like we. I'm Gen Z. <laughs> Millennials also do not own homes. So. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't think the signs are as prevalent, but man. They're, the people, you don't have anyone. I mean, I guess you live in an apartment, so probably not so much. But if I saw somebody with like a former Bernie sign or something like that it, on their front door, like a wreath, Dude, I would lose I my mind. That, I see that all of the time. That's that crazy. That was mostly like a, a Trump thing, you know, like the people that love oh, Trump. Oh, Bush. I've saw so many Bush bumper stickers. And my, well, maybe yeah. because I lived in Alabama. Yeah. That, that was a huge thing. Yeah, I mean, but the, like the, the Trump people that love Trump love a flag, man. Just love putting them up. You don't have a flag, Dave. You own a boat. You I have know. A, you don't have a flag on your boat? Of course I don't have a flag on my boat. You're not a patriot, question mark? You don't have a flag on your boat? That would no. be like the first thing I would put on there. I'm not a flagget. <laughs> this is the Dave and Mahoney this Show. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Seems like right now everyone is sick, and I know, you know, this time of year that kind of makes sense, like the weather's sort of back and forth, but, you know, Mahoney's been out for a couple of days now. I was talking about how my youngest, Ruby, who's coming up on two years old, she's been really sick with this fever, like she's dealing with something where we actually had to take her to, uh, you know, the the urgent care the other night because she had a fever over 104 degrees, which is pretty wild. And now my wife is feeling it as well, and I'm like, ah. Got to get that vitamin C, dude. Are I mean, you, are you drinking those vitamin C packets? She did like the teledoc thing, you know, where she's getting prescriptions for all this stuff to try to like beat it back. But I mean, like she was down and out last night and I felt so bad for her. Like she was so uncomfortable. She was moved to tears, you know, and oh. I'm like, just like, I feel so bad because now I have to do everything and it's just really tough on me. 
as well. Oh, I see. <laughs> I'm kidding. Hey, no, but I mean, you know what? I mean, I know that you're joking, but I mean, whenever you do have to take on the task of whatever it is, you know, like you're taking care of your wife too. She's sick. You know, you don't realize, or at least I don't, like how much she does on a daily basis. For sure. Because I mean, like the four kids are just, you know, being four kids. One of them is sick right now, but she's still, you know, a little one and a half year old running around. And then you've got the three other kids on top of that. And, you know, like she's not feeling well enough yesterday even like go pick up the kids from school because she's just drained right now. And like she's running a fever too. And I'm just, I feel so bad for her. And... It would just be really helpful if my mother-in-law was around. Don't you even. Oh, my gosh. You did not just say that. I'm joking. That. I'm joking. It, You're not it, joking. It is, no, I am joking. Oh, you are? Yes. Okay. No, I do not need any help. We're fine. We're okay. just fine. Just fine, <laughs> I guess. Interesting man. how the tables are. I mean, like, she literally just left, and then everybody gets sick. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I blame her. She got everyone sick it's on purpose. Fault, she yeah. wanted everybody to she, remember she, what she does. Uh, when she she's poisoned there. us, I think. <laughs> she poisoned us on the way out the door. Man, I'm Clever sorry move, that you're uh, you're feeling like like everybody's crummy feeling in the house. And well, so like we like I have plans tomorrow night, like reservations that I made weeks and weeks ago with anticipation that we were going to do something for Valentine's yeah. Day, and now I think that that's probably blown. I think so. probably for the best. Yeah. I mean, I'll ask her how she's feeling today, but I just, you know, I, I can't imagine that she wants to go out and, you know. There's nothing worse than trying to, like, because, okay, so been there, done that, where you're trying to appease your significant other because there are plans and, you know, you don't get out that often or whatever it is, and you're trying to suck it up. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. Like putting makeup on a face that doesn't feel good. Yeah. It's a waste of makeup. Trying to <laughs> That is makeup is not cheap, man. It is a waste. Yeah. I tell you though, back to that original point. If if you ever feel like your significant other doesn't really appreciate all of the things that you do for them on a daily basis, just get sick for for a day or two. And holy moly, there's just so much more to be So done. how are you going to show her um how much you appreciate her? Oh, no, that's Diamonds? off the table now. Nope, nope, Jewels? nope, mm -mm, no. Flowers? Nope, nope, you would have gotten all that stuff if you didn't get sick. No, Maybe no, 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 that's not how that works. Maybe you shouldn't have such a weak immune system. I bet that she'll feel really, like, instantly better with some diamonds. Oh, you think so? I think so. You are awful. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Oh, my God, would you people shut up? Dave and Mahoney. The strange, strange, dumbest, dumbest, and funniest audio from the depths of the World Wide Web. This, 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 this is the Internet is Undefeated on Dave and Mahoney. I think this is probably a little bit of a mix of very funny and also very scary. Uh, it's funny because they're okay, but there is a dash cam video that got a lot of attention this past week when a couple of ladies who are definitely a little older were clearly lost and they were looking for a candle supply store and they had managed to drive through this warehouse district and they drove their car off of a 10-foot drop. What? And the funny part is they didn't really have any idea that they'd known that they'd just done this. I don't know how I got to it. Uh -huh. What was that? I don't know. I just tore my car up, though. What in the world was that? I don't know. It's like the bottom came out. It was... I went back to the diner. It just looked like a road, didn't it? It's terrible. I don't know what's happening. Smoking. Do you know where the candle supply is? That's my favorite part. You're joking. <laughs> still, their car is sitting there dangling and smoking and the whole bit. 
they, as, as she said, the bottom fell out. Not the bottom of the car, the bottom of the road. Because it just, you know how like when you see those like warehouse districts, if, yeah. if you're not careful, like there's loading docks and stuff yeah. in certain places that are elevated for like 18 wheelers. To, and then at the very end there, I mean, that's just such gold that she rolls the window down. And, What's that? Smoking. Do you know where the candle supply is? Oh, goodness. So Two little simple ladies. I'm glad they're okay. On a simple mission. Yeah. <laughs> Did they ever find the candle supply store? I'm not sure if they found a brain cell between the two of them. I don't like, know. what They're... do you mean you just thought the road jumped out from beneath you? And the fact that they were sitting there with their car dangling and neither of them could put together what had just happened. License revoked. What happened? I'm not sure. They need their license taken away. So there's, have you ever heard of this Call and Oats phone number that exists? Call and Oats? Like Hall and Oats? Like Hall and Oats. But so this Call was, and Oats. So, uh, huh. you know, this was set up many, many years ago, well before streaming, where you could ask your smart speaker to play whatever song you want at any time. And they knew that people had a fix to hear a Hall and Oats song. And so they set up a phone number that was called Call and Oats, and you could call at any time to hear a Hall and Oats song. Would it just be on random? I guess, and the number still exists today, and it still works. 719-266-2837. Have a listen. Welcome to Call and Note, your emergency hall and note helpline. To hear one-on-one, please press one. To hear rich girl, please press two. To hear manita, please press three. To hear privatize, please press four. Hell yeah. Privatize. Where did it go? No. Where you wanted more? Go? You I wanted more? Um, I have more. seen Holland Loats live, yeah. and I'm not ashamed to admit it. And <laughs> I, You shouldn't be. And I was boogieing. So uh, there's a, a phenomenon that I guess is a thing, and I know it's a thing because our producer, Chris, said that this is something that he suffers from. There is a phenomenon where when you walk into a Barnes and Noble, you have an urgent need to go number two. Yeah, I mean, that, TJ Maxx, Target. They're saying this is a rare phenomenon that affects certain people, and there is a <laughs> doctor who's trying to explain this condition. Okay. And Chris said that it actually made him feel better knowing he's not the only one. Okay. The sudden urge to poop while shopping. Does this happen to you? Described as early as 1985 in Japan where people would enter bookstores and would have to immediately go number two. And the person who described it called it the Maroyoki phenomenon. So for example, some of my followers were telling me that when they go into a bookstore like Barnes and Nobles or formerly Borders, they would immediately have to use the restroom. It's unclear if this was due to some sort of stimulus like smelling fresh coffee or smelling books or being relaxed. Apparently, it also happens when going shopping for clothes, like at Target or TJ Maxx. So and it could too. be the anxiety of going shopping is also triggering you to have to use the restroom. There are some people that go to specific stores every single day just to be able to use the restroom. Had you heard that clip before? No, I the swear. The fact that you called out Target and TJ Maxx is unbelievable. Bible literally have never heard that clip before, but it's so funny because girls, like, there was actually a meme I sent you the other day, Dave, that was like some random wolf dancing and he was like me on my way to go smell the candles after I just blew out the TJ Maxx bathroom. Yeah. Like there is something amongst girldom that we all know that once you're shopping at again Target at TJ Maxx, I did not know that people frequented Barnes and Noble like I do, but I guess that they do. Barnes and Noble, you gotta go and I don't know why, 
I, he's saying it's because you're relaxed. Maybe. I think it's because we've all just downed our Starbucks before we finally arrived to our destination. And last but not least, maybe the best thing that's been on the internet for the past week is the parents setting up a phone to record their kids in the bathroom. Let me explain further. I love this trend. <laughs> so they, You don't like it, though, do you, Dave? Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm kind of mixed on it. But So the parents set up their phone in the bathroom, and the kid knows that the phone is there. But basically, they say, hey, you can go into the bathroom, and you can use whatever curse words you want, but only while you're in the bathroom. So basically, free reign to say whatever you want. You can go in there and just get it all out. Just, just say it's whatever you want. It's supposed to almost be like therapeutic in a way. Right. It's right? kind of it's like the adult version of where they have those smash rooms where you like get a baseball bat and just start like beating everything to get all the emotion out. Except for a lot less violent. A lot less violent, and it's little kids, and that's what makes it so cute. Okay, you can say any bad word, but it has to only be in the bathroom. And it's the only time you won't get in trouble or nothing. Just say any, say all the bad words you want to say, but just in the bathroom, okay? Okay, okay I'll be back. Because I've seen this trend a hundred times now, and every single kid knows that they're doing something bad, so they're doing that little nervous giggle, and that's the cutest part of it all. Like no you're question just cackling it. through it, so sweet. The, the fact that that cursing brings joy at such a young age should tell us all something. <laughs> Dave and Mahoney, you're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. You know the songs, but do you know them when they sound this bad? These are the days it never rains but it pours. It's, it's, it's Cover Your Ears on Dave and Mahoney. Barb is joining us today for a round of Cover Your Ears. How are you, Barb? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We are doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. We got 30 seconds on the clock for, uh, for each one of these. You're trying to figure out the original artist and song. And the first one here is a familiar name, Audrey. This is the Angel Baby underscore Rocks, if you recall her. She Angel Baby to, underscore Rocks, of course. She tends to be, uh, she has interesting takes on these songs. So, again, you got some lifelines if necessary, but best of luck to you, Barb. Here we go with the first one. In the last night of sadness And the door was open and the wind appeared The curtain flew open, then he appeared. Come on, baby. They looked back towards and said goodbye. She had taken his hand. Not nearly enough cowbells. All right, Barb, over to you. Do you know it? Uh, that would be Don't Fear the Reaper, Blue Oyster Cult. That is correct. Well done, Barb, on the board. No lifelines <laughs> necessary. The uh, the next one here, 533 views, actually the most popular one of the day. So good luck. 30 more seconds. Here we go. I think I know what that is. I think. I do too. It's 80s cheese. It is total 80s cheese. 
Do you know it, though, Barb? I do. Don't you want me, humanly? There yeah. it is. Don't you want me, baby? baby. Yeah, yeah. That's what, I was like, I hear it. I hear it. I'm glad you knew because I was like, I was halfway there. Yeah. Okay. A cookie commercial. That was funny. <laughs> of course it's a cookie commercial. Of course. Uh, Barb, you're doing great. You got two points. Lifeline still intact. The next one here, though, only three views on this one, so maybe a bit tougher. Pulling up their glasses. No expression, no expression. I might want to drown my That's like the Jeez. audio version of when the edible kicks in. <laughs> yeah, it, it, sounds, it, it sounds like somebody's dying. <laughs> <laughs> do you know it for the wind, Barb? I actually do. It's another awesome 80s band, Mad World by Tears for Fears. Let's take it. Wow. Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. How do you really feel? Tell, Tell us. By calling the Dave and Mahoney Show voicemail at 833-YO-DUMMY. This is what's wrong with society is you do something wrong and then you expect the store to pay for it. So accept your responsibility. You broke the eggs. You pay for the eggs. And we'll leave it at that. Message deleted. That's right, Audrey. You are what's wrong with society. It's eggs, man. It's a couple eggs. Uh, I mean, I, I kind of get this guy's point, though. With For sure. The whole, you break it, you buy it. It, it. it happened to me the other day. We were at Air Guitar, which is a place in Gilbert. And it's like a nice, basically like a nice convenience store. You know, it's like uh-huh. family friendly. You can go in there, get like slices of pizza or sushi or, you know, ice cream or whatever. But then they also just sell whatever you need for around the house. They also have a lot of candy, which is why my kids like it. And my son, we'd gone there because we were having a movie night at the house. And they all got to go pick out a couple of pieces of candy. And I don't know if you've ever seen like one of those little guns that they have that's full of like gumballs on the yeah. top. He picked it up, dropped it, broke it on the ground. It was leaking gumballs all over the place. And... I had that moment where I had to make a decision. Do I keep the the broken thing that he doesn't want anymore because now it's broken and just pay for it and deal with it? Or do I just put it right back on the shelf and move along with my day? I think that I have done this a couple times where it's been a total accident. I've like knocked something over. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, I did not mean to do this. And they just take it and damage it. I've worked in retail. I worked in retail for like almost collectively eight years, nine years. I think the difference here is that you are better looking than me because I took that up there and the cashier noticed that it was broken and I said, yeah, sorry about that. My son broke that. But I had every intention of buying it and she went, okay, cool. Boop. No way. (laughs) It might be different in food. I was also like very willing to like pay for it. Like I I was, I was like, hey, I'll I'll go ahead. We'll we'll go ahead and and continue to get this. But did not miss a beat. Just like okay, cool. Boop, boop. Here you go. Man, I worked in in clothing (laughs) retail where we sold like high end watches and clothing and handbags and stuff. Man, and people brought those in broken, and we had to damage them out. 
and then they just go in the garbage. And after me seeing a almost $300 item get shown the door, somebody can take a gumball gum gun <laughs> and figure that out. Yeah, you know feel, what I mean? I feel like, like we've kind of gotten mixed messaging here because I agree. Like, if you break it, you buy it. That's always been the rule, and that's something that I've always abided by personally. But at the same time, Costco's sending mixed messages where they're like, you can sleep on this mattress for nine years and then bring it back, and we'll take it back. Exactly. What is it? What's well, the policy, man? I think man? that you break it, you buy it is not really real. I think yeah. that that's just, I mean, where in the world have you ever, I mean, Except for the fact that you probably were leading in with the fact, like, I'm so sorry, I'll buy this. Yeah. You played yourself. I did. Yeah, I did. They, she would have just not have rang yeah. that up. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, guys. I woke up this morning too fast and sprung an eyelid. Message deleted. Oh. Man, don't you hate it? Like, there's something about the waking up process. Oh, so bad. Do you like to lull yourself awake, or are you like a violent waker-upper? So... I read something recently because I have, we've talked about this, I have a really hard time sleeping, kind of period in general. I'm not a great sleeper. I used to be, but not anymore. And I read something that said that if you snooze, your body instantly tries to go back into that deep REM sleep mm-hmm. and you will be more tired if you lull yourself awake. So like I used to have my alarm set for like four 15 or whatever, and then I would snooze or whatever I needed to do in order to kind of make myself slowly and gradually wake up. I don't do that anymore. And I I feel the I feel awful. I feel awful either way. So I don't know. I don't know what's the I prefer it to be a violent like I I don't snooze ever, not a single time. Like I want to be violently woken up and just get to it. Have you seen those alarms that you have to physically put your feet down on the floor in order for them to turn off? Oh, come on. I mean, I think I might need one of those. You do not need one of those. I think I do, You you already tried this, where you would set your phone across the room so that way when it went off, you'd have to get up and walk over there. It's just so hard being a sleepy queen. What does one do, you know? Like, how do you sleep? How does one sleep? How do you wake up? How do you fall asleep? I don't know. It's just, and I don't know why we're designed like this. It's just an awful process. It just sucks once every I'm day. Once I'm up, I'm fine. No, once Clearly. you're up and going, yeah, yeah it's, everything's great. But, like, why does it hurt to wake up whether you've slept for four hours or 13 hours? Like, there's just no right amount of sleep where you're just like, that was perfect. My mom also got me one of these. Because, um, again, I love mornings. I'm such a mornings person now. I've been, you know, indoctrinated into that, I guess. But, like, my mom got me one of those alarms that, like, also slowly turns the whole entire room lit. Like it's like the slow, like the sun is coming up. That is so. It, that's really cool though. So like your your room slowly gets lit, which yeah. is what I do at happy hour. <laughs> You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Audrey, I can't believe that you are still dealing with this. Oh man, it's so you bad. You got these cats how long ago? The beginning of December. So like December, we'll say like fourth. Okay, so eight, nine weeks, something like that. Yeah. Ten weeks. Yeah. And from the jump. It has been a huge pain in your butt. So what I didn't know about adopting kittens and cats from like shelters is that cat ringworm is a really big thing and it's very contagious and it's very easy to spread amongst cats. And whenever I got the kittens, um, they weren't really showing signs of ringworm. Um, And one of the things I later found out is that because I gave them a bath, ringworm like is enhanced in like water, wet. That's why like whenever you're in the gym, a lot of times it's where, like, if you're, like, around mats, like, you know, like, a, like jujitsu gyms or whatever, ringworm, like, like ring lives worm, on yeah. the mats. Yeah, yeah. So, because it's moist and it's uh-huh. wet. And, yeah. again, I went to go give the kittens the, a bath. Shortly after I got them, Poppy instantly gets ringworm. 
Howard has no show of the ringworm, though, until literally the day before I went to go give Poppy the final checkup for her clearing of the ringworm. So just to be clear, you got a brother and sister together. So you got two cats at the same time. And this is on top of having still a fairly young dog as well. She's a year uh, in March. Well, happy early birthday to yes. little Elmo. So she's a baby herself. She's still pretty young, but these these cats, I mean, you've had them for, you know, like I said, about eight, nine weeks, and they have been infected with ringworm basically the entire time. And Literally our entire time. Together. You said like your husband's at his wit's end. So yesterday we are, you know, I get home and I'm exhausted because, I mean, I'm dealing with, you know, basically three baby animals. They are not even three months themselves. So, you know, it's been a lot. And... You know, I understand that everybody has their anxieties, but my husband is really a germ person. Like, we don't wear shoes in the house. Like, he's co- he's always constantly washing his hands. He doesn't like certain things in certain places, like toothbrushes in certain places because of, like, germs, okay? So think about having two kittens with ringworm in our space. And, and meanwhile, you're married to Howie Mandel. Got exactly, okay. right? <laughs> and, um, like, the litter box freaks him out, okay? And, um... So, again, I'm having to wash everything every day. You have to take off all of the linens every day. I'm putting on um, sheets on top of our couch because I have a cloth couch. Audrey, so that, I, I mean, dude, it is doing? so, if I look tired, I'm tired. Like, it's like constantly every single, bleaching the floors, bleach, because now they can jump up on countertops, is bleaching this, the countertops. Is this hard on your relationship? I feel like um, this sucks, because especially it, if he's gotten to the point where he's like, let's get rid of these damn things, and yeah. you're like, I, you can't. But I, I would not be emotionally attached to cats after... 10 awful weeks when that was like 100% of my experience with them. So vulnerable moment. I don't give up on things or people or cats or people, places or things. I don't give up on anything because I don't want anyone to ever give up on me. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Crying. (laughs) So I can't, I can't give up on these cats. Because you don't want someone to give up on Whoa, I did not mean to get emotional, but I did. So, like, I don't want to do that to these kittens. They're babies. And, like, I'm like, okay, we're already, like, 10 weeks in, 11 weeks in. Like, I can't go backwards, but it is so hard. Like, we're locking ourselves in the room because that's the carpeted area. I can't bring the kittens in there. We live in a box. I'm so excited we just signed a new lease for a house. Basically, a house is how I feel because it's, like, a 1,000 square feet more. Because I'm living in like 700 square feet right now. Well, you're living in 700 square feet, but then you're also Uh, like a prisoner in your tiny apartment. In my tiny apartment because I can't leave the kittens gone for too long because they're kittens. You know, it's such a, it's an absolute nightmare. And you know, my husband, love his heart, like, you know, he has a lot of anxieties about germs and he's like, why don't we just put them in a cage? And I'm like, I can't put two kittens in a cage. Then that's how you get freaky cats. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want that this is a temporary thing. Like, I don't want them to be scared of people like I want them to be comfortable and meanwhile uh it's just such a nightmare but I think we're at the end officially finally at the end like I'm not seeing like it looks like it's healing the hair is gone and the hair is starting to grow back because one of the things that happens is that they lose hair so like they're currently like their little ears are bald yeah Ugh, I don't know man it is it is such a an adventure so technically it can last up to six weeks on him too and her again because she got it again. 
So like we're at week three with Howard. So it could technically be like another two to three weeks. Has anyone ever given up on you before? Yeah. So this could just be payback. No. Yeah, be fine. Come on. Come on. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. Stories about people who read at a fourth grade level. As you can see, this here is my trailer. It's the Redneck Report on Dave and Mahoney. So let's chalk this one up to being a rough night in the hospital. A 53-year-old man in Naples has been charged with flooding a hospital's emergency room and attacking a nurse. I guess the man became agitated at the waiting room, uh, later barged into the emergency room, pushing a patient and a nurse. A hospital staff managed to get him out of the room to prevent, prevent further disruption, but he stripped off all of his clothes and then pulled out a high-pressure water pipe from the wall, causing the emergency room to flood tens of thousands of dollars worth of damage. I mean, they had to come in and tase this guy. Like, what are you doing, man? That's insane. What a mess. Also a mess. Uh, maybe chill out on the road rage a little bit. A man has been arrested for allegedly uh, threatening to shoot a student driver and their dad because ah. he got cut off in traffic. Ooh. So deputies responded to a Publix parking lot where the confrontation occurred. For whatever reason, like Publix are nice grocery stores. I love Publix. This is my number one. Shenanigans always going down at Publix, though. I don't know why. It's because there's a lot of them. In Florida, the the father, the passenger seat in his vehicle, uh, reported that his daughter, who has just had her learner's permit, was driving when they accidentally cut off another driver. The man in the other vehicle, identified as the suspect, threatened to shoot both the student driver and her father. So, you know, good start to learning how to drive. You go out trying to teach your daughter how to drive. You're taking things slow. She makes a mistake, as student drivers tend to do. Cut somebody off, and you cut off some maniac who's going to threaten to blow your head off in front of your daughter. Oh, and he's going to shoot her, too. Jeez. Cool. So the suspect was uh, arrested on charges of aggravated assault and false imprisonment. So, awesome. What well. So this is uh, maybe taking the uh, the phrase running a train uh, a bit too literally. Two, uh, two people were caught uh, having the relations on top of the 7 train in New York City oh my God. while somebody else was filming them. No. And it, it, it occurred at 1.20 p.m. on a Friday afternoon. Uh, they, uh, that's a party. I guess so. Uh, again, a third individual was on top of the train recording the incident or maybe just watching it. I don't know. Uh, but subway surfing has been a significant issue in New York City. Has it? Uh, but, I mean, I guess if you're looking... For a thrill in your relationship? I mean, I guess that'd be kind of hot. Like, hey, this is uh, pretty sexy and dangerous and daring because we might get beheaded at any time. Have you not seen the movie Speed? I'm so good. I haven't seen the movie Speed, actually. You haven't? No. Oh, it's really sweet. Sandra Bullock dies at the end. Uh, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, And finally, uh, I don't know uh, why I have to say this, but uh, one 28-year-old did not get the memo, you should not beat your mom with grits. Dude, I love grits, though. Uh, I, would, I would allow to be beaten with grits. You'd be beaten with grits? Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, I would just, like, eat it as I was getting beat. I'll take the hits from the grits. The 28-year-old allegedly grabbed grits being cooked by her mom and hit her right in the face with them. Oh. It occurred in the Orlando Black. area. Yeah, the uh, 64-year-old victim was covered in grits when the police arrived. I like that she got smacked with the grits, and she's like, I'm calling the cops, and I'm leaving the grits on me until they get here. Well, because as evidence... I mean, but, like, here's the thing. What a waste of grits. I know. I mean, I know. being from the South, you have to understand that that is gold. That's a pot of gold, and you're wasting it. Uh, she, uh, I guess, has had multiple battery arrests in the past. Uh, this individual was also drunk at the time. It was an uh, afternoon on a Monday that this went down. <laughs> so, you know, again, like, some bad decisions being made here. Yeah. But uh, does your mom get over that? I feel like that would make, you know, the next couple of family gatherings kind of weird if you, uh, you know, hit your mom in the face with grits. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's something that uh, needs to be discussed in therapy. 
You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Oh my God, would these people shut up? Dave and Mahoney. So Audrey, you had a question about an engagement gift, and I'm a little bit confused as to why you're asking me the question of how much you should be spending on an engagement gift, because... I think I have a different perspective on this than you, but what's going on? So my husband says that I don't have to bring a gift, period. It, so what, you're going to an engagement party? Yeah, so um, so background story, I have been, you know, acquaintances with this girl for about like five years, I'll say, but we never lived in the same area. It's more of been like known each other through mutuals, but never lived in the same city, but been from the same city. Like we know each other from Kentucky. Okay, so you guys know each other from Kentucky, so we've hung out like four or five times and we're, 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 you know, I wouldn't say we're close, but I mean, like we're good friends now. Right. So that to me is special and I want to give her a gift. So my she husband just got engaged? Says, yeah, yes. My husband says that I should not give her one. Yeah. Once again, team your husband. What are you talking about? But I think that's so normal to give. I mean, nothing it like is. grandiose, but I mean, like, I don't like coming places usually empty handed, whether or not it's like a, a bottle of wine or whatever. But um, to me, in my head, coming somewhere empty handed is kind of taboo. So, okay, maybe maybe we're different because I don't think that I get invited to engagement parties. Because but that's... you and your wife get invited places, and does your wife bring things? I mean,. <sighs> If it's like a themed thing where it's like a certain type of party where they're like doing a gift exchange. Again, this is all so foreign to me. Like the idea of like, let's get together. Cause like she'll go to these parties where it's like, we're doing this tonight and we're all exchanging these. I'm like, what, are you, what? Mm-hmm. What, do you have, what do you mean? <laughs> what are you doing? It's just like the dudes never do that. Like we're never right. like, let's all get together and bring some like white elephant gifts. That's just not a thing. It's just so funny because whenever I'm going through and thinking of all of the things that would be cute gifts, I'm like, do I go get her like coupe cups? You know, like like coupe glasses. She's a gin drinker. She likes martinis. Like there are certain things that I'm like, what is the avenue? Where do I go? Do you go home? Do you go abs- like actual bridal? Do I go and get her something that would be like a ring holder for her ring? Okay. So like, it's so dumb to think about all these little things, but they matter. To me, her, they matter. Is this her first engagement? Yes. Okay, so that... It does matter. It's big. Because you know what's yeah. so funny is that you would probably re- literally rebuttal and be like, Audrey, you just got engaged, but what would you ask for? Yeah. But like, I did not do any of that stuff, so right. I don't have any answers. Yeah, so I'm, I, I, have, I have no answer for you. I have no idea what's appropriate. Uh, the... For me, at, at this point in my life, anyone that's having an engagement, probably, it's probably like their second or their third yeah. marriage. And so we, we're not having a party for that. Right. What, what are you talking about? Right. So, yeah. So I, is there a money? What about like money as a cutoff? Like a price? $150. $150? Yeah. Okay. I was thinking about that. Like I was thinking 100 Like yeah. if I show up too, too much though, then I feel like that feels like I'm thirsty for like friendship. Like but I am, but are. like I, yeah. I don't want to just <laughs> yeah. see. No, yeah. Like buy hey, her friendship. And I don't want to make her uncomfortable either, no, right? Uncomfortable, like I don't yeah. want to be like, hey, here's your two hundred dollar, you know, gift or whatever. And her be like, no, what did you a, do? Get her a seven thousand dollar YSL bag. Why not? First of all, <laughs> if anybody's getting a brand new bag around here, it's, it's you. me. <laughs> You'll show up wearing your new bag. Yeah. I got this thinking of you, but no. You know, it's just so interesting thinking about all of the different ways that men and women exist. Mm. And I know some of his friends are going to be there as well. And I don't want to, 
I'm like, I'm really overthinking this. I'm like, I don't want to be the only one to bring a gift. I don't want to be the only one to not bring a gift. Do I bring one and leave it in the car? Yeah, uh, that's what I would do. I'd bring it and leave it in the car. And, and then, then be go like, back and be like, oh, yeah. my God, oh, I, I forgot, forgot my the gift. gift. Oh, I'm so That's so cheap. This is Dave and Mahoney. I got a message for you. Leave a message for the Dave and Mahoney show anytime by calling 833-YO-DUMMY. That's 833-963-8669. I am with Audrey on this. When I go inside of a restaurant and get a drink, I don't put any ice in it. Message deleted. Again, I just, I, I'm always trying to figure out the logic behind that because a cold drink to me, especially when you take it and you leave the restaurant, I understand if you're sitting there and you can just go back and get cold beverage refill, but like as I'm driving with a beverage, I want that ice in there. I like the little swirl of the ice in the cup. I was going to say, it's got to be more of the activity of the swirl of ice. And I like the crunch. I like eating the ice. And I... At the end? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. You don't? No. You don't like cr- crunching ice ever? Mm, no, I've got not, sensitive teeth. Not shocker. even the, uh, <laughs> just like the rest of you. Yep. Um, not even the Sonic ice, huh? I don't go to Sonic enough to where that's like a thing that I'm seeking out. You know, my wife wants to get one of those things for the house. Good for her. She deserves it. Does she? Yeah, she does. I don't know. She's sick. Imagine how uh, hydrated she would be. They say whenever you're ever in the hospital, they make you chew on ice so that you don't uh, get a belly full of water, I guess. I don't know what the whole point of that is, but they make you chew on ice cubes. So there you go. Get her a little, like a little gerbil. Audrey Drake, MD. (laughs) You need a belly full of ice is what you need. Well, I don't know what you do that, but they do. They're like, hey, you're not allowed to drink water. Like, after surgeries or whatever, they're yeah. always like, here's some ice chips. Dumb. Like, I can sip on water. I'm an adult. <laughs> <laughs> like, I hate that. Why do they make you do that? I don't know, It man. is so annoying, but that they always annoying. do. They're like, they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Too much water. Not too much water. You're like, it's just like, <laughs> Jesus. It's like, okay. Oh, I'll regulate That's the intake. so annoying. And it's like actual cubes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like actual from the refrigerator ice cubes that they give you. But to get one of those little ice makers, a little uh, little ice balls like you get from Sonic to get one of those, they're expensive. Are they? Yeah, they're like 1,500 bucks. Does uh, Sonic have a market on those? Like, corner of the market on uh, (gasps) cubie balls? I should rob a Sonic. You should. should, uh, Yeah. I won't help you, but um, I will definitely advocate for you in this moment. You, You wouldn't help me rob a Sonic. What if I threw in a couple of chili cheese dogs? No. Please leave a message after the tone. KFC can no longer call themselves Kentucky Fried Chicken because Kentucky trademarked the name. Message deleted. What? There was a dispute between Kentucky Fried Chicken and Kentucky? The state of Kentucky. How? How I mean, the colonel's literally from there. I mean, didn't didn't it start in Louisville? He's a colonel. How dare you question his authority? I mean, I feel like he was more of like a plantation owner. (laughs) More than a colonel. Yeah, I mean, he's he's just like one of those guys like, you call me colonel boy. Yeah, Jesus. (laughs) You're racist. He's very. But, you know, uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken's (laughs) not what it used to be. It used to be in my top like of places to go. Like I used to be obsessed. And then they changed the formula on us and the formula just doesn't hit like it used to, unfortunately. And I am a big, I am big gravy. Like if, if anybody were to buy me out and it would be like, I don't know, like a lobbyist of some sort, big gravy would definitely be able to sway me in any decision making. You're saying you are susceptible to big gravy at and any big point? And big butter. Big yeah. butter. Big butter and big you know gravy. You got were, me in a chokehold. If you were a rapper, your name would be Big Butter. It better be. Yeah, Big Butter. Big, big yeah. Butter Bean. That's like, that's, I'm not opposed to that. I don't know if that's supposed to hurt my feelings, no. but I'm in. You are a country crocker. <laughs> no question about it. After the tone. You can call me a d- You can call me a d- 
You can call me a jerk. I don't care. But if there's a delivery fee, no tip. I don't care. Message deleted. I mean, so here's where I'm split on that is the delivery fee is going to go to the business. And the person that is actually doing the work and delivering it like those are the people. It happened the other night, you know, when my well, my wife was starting to feel a little under the weather, and mm-hmm. she's dealing with all the stuff with the baby. I was like, "I'll take care of dinner." I ordered something, <laughs> but you took care of it. <laughs> I just took care of it. But it was uh, the guy came and delivered it to me, and I don't know why, but he just looked kind of sad. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, "Oh man, I don't know if he's like just having a rough day, or maybe I'm just thinking that, and he was doing just fine. I don't know." And so I, I went back into the app and tipped him more because I'm like, man, I just hope that he has... Has a better day? Has a better day. Oh, Dave's got seemed, a soft spot right, in your yeah. heart. Yeah, or maybe it's just because he handed me pizza and I was like, I love him. <laughs> Dave. Dave and, and Mahoney. Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. So maybe not a huge surprise because there's been, you know, some blowback for Teslas in general, but the Cybertruck has been one of those things that has not gotten off of the ground in a smooth way. I mean, even going to when they were showcasing how the they had shatterproof windows and then they just proved to not be shatterproof at all. Um, you know, the, the, the Tesla Cybertruck is a marvel, I guess, but I personally don't think they look good. Audrey, what's your take? Like if some guy, let's let's just go to imaginary land. Uh, you go on a first date with a guy and he rolls up to wherever you guys decide to meet and he's driving a Cybertruck. Cool or not? I mean, I don't care about cars like that, so I don't think I would have an opinion either way. I mean, I think that I would probably in the moment think it was cool um, because I've never seen one before, right? Yeah. Like not in person. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't care about cars. I think that they could probably cost a lot of money, so... I don't have an opinion. I really don't. Well, I guess they're garbage. Uh, so owners of the Cybertrucks have reported that the vehicle's stainless steel exterior after exposure to rain is starting to rust. So then, then they're not stainless steel. In like a couple of days time, like ah. after a couple of days of exposure, saying that the weatherproofing of the Cybertruck might be another problem that they didn't think through. Elon Musk had previously mentioned an option to have a, a carbon coating to protect against corrosion, but the cost of that is unknown. While stainless steel is resistant to rust, like you said, it can corrode under certain conditions. So, you know, Tesla owners have expressed their concerns and are awaiting some solutions from the uh, from the company on this. But yeah, I guess Cybertruck's not exactly getting a whole bunch of good reviews. And honestly, it just seems so gimmicky to me. Yeah. And I'm one of those people, like, when I buy a car, I don't want it to be a gimmick. I don't want it to be... It's the next Hummer. Yeah, I, I, exactly. Like, I don't want to be the trial balloon for a vehicle. Like, I'm yep. the sort of person that when I buy a car... I want to be able to have that car for, you know, eight or 10 years or whatever it is, right? I want the thing to hold up or have decent resale value. And right now, at least all the reports that we're hearing about these Cybertrucks is that they are having problem after problem after problem. And all of the things that they were supposed to be so good at, like you could take them off-roading and this and that is not true either. Like, they're getting stuck when they're going places. It's just Yikes, been... Yikes, man. Yeah, it's been a bad look, man. Don't cut corners. Yep. So the Cybertruck, go ahead and get one if you don't mind rusting after two days in the rain. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Because there's really no point in pretending we're... Hold up. Good at this. It's an all-new blooper reel on Dave and Mahoney. What? Not thrilled about this, Dave, because Mahoney's not been here for that much this week, so it's just going to be you and I riddled Mm -hmm. through this thing. I I was really curious how many bloops we're going to get out of Mahoney with the fact that he only works 
a couple of days this past week. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see if, if he still has a star performance like he normally does in the blooper reel. <sighs> Only one way to find out. Time to push the button. Which I don't know if it's going to be good or not. But if it doesn't, that's even better. It I mean, could I really, be a I, really, I really do think that they'll. That those two people who are, are comedic geniuses, I think, that they'll. <laughs> that are, are comedic geniuses. Because did you get. Did you have the, like, um, Saturday funny books at all? Like, Cal, I had a Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin and Hobbes. Oh, and yeah. all those. I had a Calvin and Hobbes. For this specific reason, so you can create controversy. Uh, the U.S. is actually growing at any fa- uh, faster pace than any other G7 country. Growing at any fa- uh, faster pace. Than- <laughs> how, do- how does how does insurance work? Does do you- <laughs> is the plane insured? <laughs> now having to sit sit through Joe Buck, it's a damn shame. Of play by play guys of 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 announcer now i have it oh sit sit and it's on an actual uh broadcast net network ne- network yes we created a monopoly that we tried to dis like di- like disband, to disband because it was and so now awful. you're all over again dis like di- like disband. To disband. What are they looking for? What are they looking for? What are they looking for? Uh, 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 a sick ass or like broken ass leg? <laughs> like like you know wonky ass person? The what person are they looking for? What are they looking for? What are they looking for? You started the, 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 the America's largest fast food seafood restaurant in Kentucky. Those planes are the ones that a lot of people, whenever you're first getting your piloting license, that's what they, that's learn, what on. they learn yeah. on. And I'm yep. like, I feel like oh, getting your piloting license. As, uh, as somebody that used to work at uh, a, a fine, high, uh, you know, high class, uh, uh, a fine, high, uh, you know. But hindsight's always better than a, a grandma's, right? I'm so sorry to, <laughs> it's my to routine. recommend How change. How dare you even suggest such a thing? Lemons, antibacterial, garbage guy. Give that See what I mean? Antibacterial. Like that, that is, there's, I don't know in history if there's ever been a more mismatched voice yeah. to, to, to face. That, that is, there's, yeah. to, to, to face. That voice should not have come out of Rick Spring, or excuse me. Uh, Rick Astley. Rick Astley's. Yeah. Ashley, Ashley, Ashley's uh, body. That's a that's a good shaman you're doing right now, uh, Mahoney. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and the, the timing of it is very accurate. Pretend that has Chris's gnarled ass feet. John, over to you. Uh, over to you. Do you know that? If you're one? not, uh, unless he just Anheuser Fortune. Anheuser Fortune. Okay. Do did, how did they speak spell quesadilla? Scratch made right interesting. Damn right. It was, uh, NASCAR up my gravestone. Kids are getting expelled. So it's this little lavender calming cow- collar. Where, you know, <laughs> him in the booth. You don't say janitor of AI brothel. Broth- 30 seconds play out before you make your guess. The cinematographer of this whole. This also uh, comes to us from Florida. But we got to pick our bat- battles, though. And we're like, okay. <laughs> It's not like it's our job to talk correctly or anything. <laughs> we'll figure it out. One of these days. Uh-huh. Words are hard. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. Glitz, glamour, and out-of-touch celebrities. Well, that's redundant. It's Pop Trash. I'm Dave and Mahoney. So I know this is going to break your heart, Audrey, but uh, Jim Carrey is having a hard time selling his mega mansion in Los Angeles. I know, I know. Anytime that you hear about these mega movie stars that are struggling to sell their nearly $30 million estates, 
Uh, not exactly relatable. I'm actually a huge Jim Carrey fan. I've loved Jim Carrey ever since I was a kid. Um, but he listed his property in L.A. for $29 million. Uh, they've reduced it $2.4 million. And even despite all of these price cuts and it being on the market for about a year now, still no potential buyers. You know there. what's so crazy about the housing market is that, like, everything costs that. You know what I mean? Like, wow. especially in California, like, you're competing with brand new, even beautiful homes that probably cost a li- just a little bit more than that. And like, I feel like I might opt out of the Jim Carrey home if I'm going to pay, you know, $35 million for a house in LA or Jim Carrey's 29 million. I don't know. It's just crazy how much everything costs. Everything's so expensive. Yeah. Uh, Trolls band together. If you uh, have been waiting for that one to hit streaming, it is coming next month. So uh, I actually took the kids to the theater to go see this one. We have since bought it because they're obsessed with trolls. Uh, but I understand that a lot of people obviously, you know, wait because eventually it'll be on the streaming platforms that you're already paying for. I unfortunately am a sucker, so I don't get the luxury of doing that. Uh, March 15th is the date. And, you know, as somebody that's seen this movie a number of times now, it's pretty good. They did a nice job with it. Do you think that Justin Timberlake has typecasted himself as Branch? Uh, it seems like the more we learn about Justin Timberlake and all the stuff that he's been going through recently, he's very much like Branch in well, a lot of ways. Yeah. I kind of don't like whenever animation makes their characters look like the face of the person that is voice acting them. And yeah. every time I see Justin Timberlake's actual face, I just see Branch's face you now. You just see the, uh, the, big, the big blue face. The big yeah. blue face. I mean, uh-huh. they have the same yeah. mouth. Yeah. It freaks me out, man. So I'm actually really excited about this because I didn't think this was going to be coming back. There's a show that stars Jeff Daniels. I love Jeff Daniels. I thought he was great in Newsroom, obviously going back to the Dumb and Dumber days. Uh, He did that show Godless. I mean, there's been a lot of stuff over the years that Jeff Daniels has done that I think he's done very, very, very well. Uh, there's a show called American Rust where basically he plays this sheriff in this small town. I watched in the, the Rust first Belt. season. You did? Yeah. On, on Showtime, right? Yes. And then... It ended in a fairly dramatic fashion, and then Showtime comes out. They're like, "We canceled it." And you're like, "What?" Yes. Like how? Because like, I actually thought it was a pretty, pretty well done show. Right. And if you recall, like the way that the first season ended, it was very dramatic, yes. and so definitely like cliffhangery. And I don't think that they thought that it was going to get canceled after one season, but it did. It's coming back. Oh, good. So I guess uh, Amazon Prime Video has picked it up. And the second season is going to premiere. I guess this has been in the works for a while now because they've already filmed the entire thing. And it's coming out at the end of next month. So March 28th, uh, American Rust, Broken Justice is back starring Jeff Daniels and all the other people that were part of that first season. So I'm very excited to hear about that. Isn't it so funny how everything can just get shipped off from one network to the next now? Like nothing is sacred anymore. It shouldn't be. Nothing is USA or Fox driven or FX driven rather. Right, because there used to be shows that were so synonymous with their network. I mean, you think about NBC and Friends, you know, and how that was their show or The Simpsons even on Fox. Yes, any like any adult animation on Family Fox. Guy, all yeah. that stuff. Like that's yeah. what branded their. They're network. synonymous, and now it's kind of like, yeah, I don't really care where it's available as long as it's available. So, uh, American Rust season two. If you haven't watched season one, now that there is going to be a season two, I would recommend going back and watching that if you haven't subscribed to uh, to Paramount Plus and Showtime because it was I thought very well done, and season number two is on the way. Uh, and finally, another show that has has had more legs than I thought: Only Murders in the Building. Um, you know, that show has just one season after another, you know, continued to roll them out. And, you know, the, the second season, definitely a bit of a lull compared to the first season. But then, according to Mahoney, season three was really good. Now they're saying season number four is going to feature Molly Shannon. 
you're going to hate this take mm-hmm. along with probably everyone. I am not a Martin or Martin or Selena fan. You're not a fan of, of Steve Martin or Martin Short? Wow. Or Selena. Or so Selena, I get. Like, is she, I'd never really seen her in an acting role like that, so I get how it maybe was a little bit off-putting. Well, she's um, about to be doing the Wizards of Waverly Place again. That's kind of one of the things that catapulted her into child stardom was on Disney Channel. So she's going to be doing that again. I don't know. I, like, I'm not anti any of them. I just am not seeking up programming to where I want to see all three of them in a murder building. It makes sense. I mean, I... I for me, I, it's because I'm a fan of Steve Martin and Martin Short that I was drawn to the show initially. If that fandom is not there, I get why you're like, okay, that's a pass. But yeah. Molly Shannon, I think, is uh, an interesting uh, an interesting addition to the show. They've had, you know, Meryl Streep and Paul Rudd and, like, so many big names yeah. that'll be a part of this. So uh, if you are a fan of Only Murders in the Building, Molly Shannon is in. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. New message. Call the Dave and Mahoney Show voicemail. 833-YO-DUMMY. That's 833-963-8669. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, guys. uh, Where would be the best place to get hot wings? Message deleted. Man, that is such a subjective thing. Uh, You know, the wings, I think, for me, it Mm -hmm. it matters because I normally get wings delivered. And wings that hold up really well for delivery is tough to do. Okay. But when you get those wings, and you know what I'm talking about, and I'm sure that everyone has, like, that one place that they found, like, when they come out and the plate is just, like, piping hot and they're fat boys. Oh, my God. And Uh, the good good restaurant ranch. Oh, yeah. Ah. Like, it's cold. Like, the wings are piping hot and just dunking in that cold. This place also does a market price French dip sandwich. What? <laughs> it's like a pub. I have never gone anywhere with a market price. What? What is a? French what is dip. the market price for a, a French prime dip? Rip? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I get it every time, along with the wings. And my husband and I would just split it and share it, so it's like ends up being like an okay like price for dinner. But man, oh my gosh! I mean, because it's all about the sauces for me. I know that you like yours covered and smothered like already, but I'm a side dip girl. Yeah. Unpopular opinion. No, I just want mine tossed. I want them ready. I just want them like piping hot. So ready you to just grab. like eviscerate them? Yes. But yeah, I love wings. I'm such a bar food girl. Like absolutely. I don't know if it's because I worked in the bar, yeah, but no, like fries, wings, you know, sandwiches, subs, like all of that. Burgers. Oh, go. Cool. Hit me. Please leave a message after the tone. Now, Audrey, what is this Instagram page of yours? How do I get it to follow? Message deleted. <laughs> How do you get me to follow you? Is that what he's asking? I think he's just asking what your Instagram is. Oh, it's at Audrey on air. Yeah. And I don't really post on my timeline too, too much, but I'm more of a stories girl. She's a good follow. Yeah. At um, Audrey on air. I need to start posting more. Yeah, and she really likes it when random dudes slide into her DMs. Dude, the, one of the <laughs> photos... I, I had a photo that I posted like in July that somebody just recently commented not that long ago. It was like nice mommy milkers. I know. And I'm like, like, are you guys kidding milkers. me? Like, guys, settle, settle down. Good line. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. 
Man, we have heard so many stories like this recently, and I think that I'm getting to the point where I'm really, really getting tired of it, mostly because the people that are trying to promote their OnlyFans pages by telling everyone about how they got fired or some bad thing happened are really unattractive. Mm-hmm. And also, like, there's plenty of attractive people already out there. Like, do you really need to run out there and be the person that was known as the mom that got your kids expelled from school because Ridiculous. you had your OnlyFans sticker? Or the Rachel Donzel chick, remember her? The one yep. that was pretending to be black, that it was also a teacher in Tucson, and then they found that she was selling, you know, pictures of her feet and beehole on the internet. And they're like, hey, you get fired from your elementary school teaching job. And then she's shocked by that as well. I will say, though, I just was looking at a photo of that and she's ripped. Yeah, I mean, she's in good shape. I mean, I mean good she's, for she's you. Looney Tunes, obviously. Yeah, also, but I was not expecting her body to look like that. Yeah, mentally unwell. But now there's another guy. Uh, his name is John Legendary, which is pretty funny. He's a 39-year-old aerospace engineer. So you're like, hang on, you're an aerospace engineer? You went out there and got your master's degree? and you got to pay off those bills, man. That's student loan debt. I guess, but he's also now shocked, just stunned, to find out that his employer didn't really love the fact that he was selling pictures of his ween on the internet. So, but here's the tea, is that this goes back to what we were talking about, I think maybe like earlier in the week or last week, about how 90, like 1% of people don't read terms and conditions. 91% or more probably do not read any sort of HR code of conduct handbook whenever you are entering any type of workplace. They can choose what they deem appropriate, appropriate for their work environment. And if you are selling your wiener, that does not... Go in ta- like that does not coincide with their code of conduct. Well, the, and that, the, here's the thing that needs to be said is that if you are on OnlyFans, you're a sex worker, and like that, I don't have any problem with people doing that. If you're a, a consenting adults and no one's being hurt, like I don't have any problem with it. But um, I understand why employers do have a problem with that. Sure, and that's just not shocking. And the fact that all these people are acting shocked is. A little bit infuriating because you're like, how are you stunned that you can't roll up to your kid's private Christian school with your gigantic sex worker advertisement on the back of your vehicle? See, but I mean, for this aerospace engineer, rocket scientist, I mean, I think it would be pretty funny to see some dude being like, we have liftoff. I'm I'm about to blast (laughs) off. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it does make sense. I would like and subscribe. Yeah. (laughs) Listen for reviews of your new favorite new brews. favorite brew. It's beer for breakfast. It's beer for breakfast every Friday on Dave and Mahoney. All right, Audrey, you're up. You ready? Uh, yeah, let's Here go. we go. Well, all right now, friends. All Thank I want to do is drink beer for We've beer. made it to another Friday. Barely. All I want to eat is Empire. Drinking with some friends. Hanging out with some friends. We're employed. Still gainfully employed somehow. <laughs> I think that's all he says. And then he goes into a rant. <laughs> Today we are drinking the Barrio Brewing Company, Nolan's Porter. Local, yeah, independent, native, employee-owned, local, independent, native, owned. Oh, and that's just that's the same thing over and over. Did you just read the other side of the can? That's, that's the same thing. All right, look. Um, we're missing our boy Mahoney today. He's a little under the weather, but hopefully he'll be uh, back in the saddle come Monday. But that is not going to stop us from drinking beer on a Friday morning because that is what we do. I love this can. And one of the things that Mahoney and I can bro down on is the fact that we are suckers for good marketing. And this can, I'm sure, uh, it was really enticing to him when he got grabbed it off the shelf. It's got a sick, cool looking like bowl. And Dave, we have five categories, which we rate every beer for breakfast every Friday. And they are look, taste, 
smell, you, feel, and drinkability. <laughs> she, you're such a raw dogger, man. She, she said she was going to write it down, and then she just didn't. And I was like, she's going to screw it up. So what are they again? Look, taste, smell, feel, mouthfeel, and drinkability. Yeah, okay. That's five. That's five. That's it. That's it. So... First. And you are going to have the honors of doing the, uh, the the actual rating today because on a scale of, you know, one to five. And the reason why is because you're actually a huge fan Love of porters. porters and stouts, and this is a porter. So let's get into it. Okay. So the look, it's in the can. The can is nice. Um, I'm going to say it probably is reminiscent from the top here looking like a Coke. It's pretty dark. <laughs> it looks exactly like a Coke. Yeah. If you, if you poured this into a cup and said that's Dr. Pepper or Coke, I would be like, okay. Which, I mean, the only other cup that we would have had, um, because Mahoney usually brings the cups himself, and he is not here today, it would have been out of a red Solo cup, and I'm not doing that. We're so. not doing that. <laughs> um, next, smell. Let's see what does this smell like. Get a lot of cocoa. Get a lot of, like, that maybe some maple in there. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, a, a slight sweetness. I'm not getting any alcohol. I don't know about you. Zero percent. I mean, it, it definitely has kind of, like, a malty smell to it. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty pretty laid back as far as the, the smell goes. It's not overwhelming. It's not super pungent. It's not super sweet. Well, I mean, it's 5.4% ABV, so I'm not really sure if we would have gotten any of the alcohol. I mean, because usually whenever we do porters or stouts, we lean towards, like, the 10 percenters that uh, really, you know, knock you on your butt. But see... Uh, I'm not a huge fan of most of those just because they're too syrupy, they're too sweet, thick. and they're thick. And I just, I'm not a sweets guy, as we've talked about plenty of times before. So I like the ones, the porters that are a little more easy to drink, a little more crushable. And this is... Well, this came in a six-pack, mm-hmm. so um, I'm going to assume as we're going towards the taste here yeah. next um, that you should be able, if they're coming in a sixer, you should be able to have multiple of these. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to assume, again, that it's going to be more of a lighter body. So we'll see. Pretty crushable so far as... Um, we've given it a smell, but I mean, I've taken a taste, but have you taken a sip? No, yet? I mean, okay. uh, actually, I just lied to you. Uh, like a small taste, so I'm going back in. Okay. Yeah. Mahoney always says, don't judge it off of the first sip, so going in for another. Okay. I mean, that's super light, buddy. It's really easy to drink. Um, I, I like that. That's a good porter. I feel like this would be in your wheelhouse if you liked or disliked porters. This is a good gateway. Um, so it's 5.4%, so it's not the sort of thing where it's, you know, it's super, super light, where, like, you can drink a six-pack and not feel it sort of thing. Um, but it, it, it's it got a nice flavor profile where nothing is overwhelming about it, and I think that's intentional. It's smoky. You're getting smoky? I love smoky. It's like hickory smoked. Like something on that back end, like on the back of oh, my tongue. Right. What is that? Oh, and I'm not that. anti that. It almost tastes like a little bit of a bonfire happening See, in I there. See, I love a smoked old-fashioned. I love smoked everything. Wow. I just love the smell of a bonfire. Did Are I you tell- getting it a little bit in a there? A little bit. Did I tell you that I have some neighbors in my neighborhood that have like a wood-burning stove oh, outside? Oh, you're so jealous, aren't you? I I just love it. No, because I get all the benefit of it, and I don't have to mess with the wood. Oh, I get to smell the smell wood it. burning, and I'm like, that's great. Well, this would actually be a really good campfire sort of beer. This is one of those that you could probably pair really well with barbecue, a good brisket, Texas rub. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, even covered and smothered some pulled pork. Um, I am definitely getting Western yeah. beer vibes with this Barrio Brewing Nolan's Porter here. I'm I a fan. 
I think they have a wood burning stove, or their house is on fire. Well, I mean, if yeah. if their house had been on fire yeah. by now, Dave, the house would probably be rubble. Yeah, it's melted. I enough. think it's partially on fire. Perhaps I don't know. Either way, <laughs> uh, this this does feel like a like a barbecue type beer, and I, you know when you have a really good porter in my opinion at least you can pair it with all sorts of stuff so like you you, you do like a barbecued chicken you can do you cook with pork it. you can absolutely cook with it this seems really versatile it's very easy drinking for a porter it's very light as well which I love from a beer because I just don't like a beer that's going to make you feel bloated after uh, the you have worst. two of them. And it's low carbonation, too, so far. Yeah. Um, you know, yep. like, because sometimes we, well, in the summertime, we usually rate things as like a bathing suit beer because it really does make your belly grow. But mm-hmm. I think that right now I want to call this like some sort of like buttons beer. You don't have to unbutton your jeans in order to. Unless to, things are going really well. <laughs> unless you finish the six, sir. So, uh, Dave, can I get a drum roll, please? Here you go. On. Mahoney's Beer Scare Supremacy, I rate this beer a 3.2 out of 5. What? That's a wrap. Well, it's about time. Follow the Dave and Mahoney Show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. At Dave and Mahoney. They're everywhere. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Listen anytime and on demand at Dave and Mahoney. Dot, 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 dot com.